Previously recorded in both Murfreesboro and Chattanooga, Tennessee, this is NFLs, a production by Next Season Sports Media. Hello, everybody, and welcome to NFLs. It's a man-made construct demarking a new cycle of seasons and months. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. My name's Drew Wade. Happy to be here, as always. Thank you. Absolutely. Welcome to um, 2023, the year the Broncos get their shit together, TM. Mm. <laughs> how, are, how are you doing? I don't know if I agree with that, but it could be. Just like every year leading up to this could have been. Um, mm. I'm doing pretty well. I've had a good first five days. It's only my fifth day out here. I'm so glad that trend doesn't happen every single month anymore on social media. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Um, I am social media free. And yeah, how is that? That sounds like fun. There's been be multiple, multiple times a day. I'll like open my phone and my thumb will like go to where Twitter like was. Mm-hmm. And I'll know it's not there. And I don't have anything else to do, so I just like turn off my phone and just sit there being like, God, I'm weak. <laughs> Why did that happen again? <laughs> it's um, basically a cycle of that so far. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed about you going cold turkey. I'm taking a little bit slower of an approach to it. I'm actually abiding by the 30-minute limit that I set on my phone rather than just pressing skip this limit for today <laughs> every day when I reach that. That's a good um, idea. Yeah, and just... The things, some of the things I've seen recently, just on there, just make me want to be on there even less. So, yeah, I think I'm, I'll be joining you before too long. I found just like no discipline really worked for me, and I have cut so many other things out of my life. Cold turkey. Um, all right, buddy, we're not going to do this this early. There, get down then. There was a day where I just was like, oh, well, that was certainly the last game of League of Legends I'm ever going to play. And it was. So <laughs> nice. I just I just felt that. And, and here we are. But, um, yeah, so I've been journaling every day. I've been meditating in the mornings. And I haven't read the words of Elon Musk since December 31st. So nice. I would say I'm in a good mood. <laughs> awesome. Um, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to but talk about football. But back to football. Football. <laughs> if you want to hear more about that, turn in, tune in to the next episode of This Is Our Podcast. True. <laughs> um, what is your, what's going on f- for you in the world of fantasy? I, I'm, I'm basically out of it, but I think that you were still in. Uh, nice. Uh, won that championship. Oh, I meant to click stop. Won that championship <laughs> in the Johto League. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> I you know, it's a big deal. Started 0-3 in there and then just came back and just had the put the business on everybody. Um I did not win the other championship I was in, so that sucks. But uh yeah, I'm just glad to have at least won one out of the freaking six leagues that I was yeah, in. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Congrats. Thanks. Thank I think you. Told, I had like a, a second to last, but like two fourths and a second and a third or something. So not that bad. Yeah. Yeah, and now uh, it's it's real dynasty season out here for us boys. So it's time to start making some trades and look into the future for my Jake dynasty to team. Me again, I hate it out here. I can't <laughs> I can't focus during these months. Jacob like, Bramaker has uh, eight first round picks in the upcoming draft, so that's gonna be fun for the rest of us. <laughs> last April, it was just I would get like four trade requests from him. I'm like, dude. Give me a day. It's April. Oh yeah, he's uh, he's relentless <laughs> with the trade requests. Um, he goes after it. Yeah, I best thing to do is just reject all of them. And then <laughs> that's wise. Um, let's talk about bets. Oh, you mean Um. Yeah. Last week was uh, no good. <laughs> um, I I said the Rams would keep it within a touchdown against the Chargers. They did not. You said that the 49ers and Raiders would stay under 41 and a half. That was the highest scoring game of the week. There were 71 <laughs> points in that game. Unlucky. Uh, yeah, to be uh, fair, nobody ever would have guessed that or seen that coming in a million years. So, um, yeah, fun, I will say fun look from uh, the Raiders, honestly, and their who cares uh, mindset. Yeah. So good for them. 
No kidding. Yeah. So good for good for them, I guess. Um, but we're moving on to week eighteen, where surely we won't go over two again. What's your bet for the week? My bet for this week is um, here. Let me pull up the actual one. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with a bit of a boring one, taking a favorite um, on their spread, but. I think that this is a safe bet, probably the most attractive bet of the week, in my opinion. Dallas, uh, minus seven versus Washington. Washington um, kind of did the unthinkable starting Carson Wentz in their <laughs> must-win game last week. Uh, He's back. And after it was over, uh, Ron Rivera, like, sarcastically, maybe not sarcastically, was acting like he didn't know the, the playoff stakes. I think uh, he really just didn't know. I got to be yeah, honest. I, I think too, he just honestly. didn't know. <laughs> I do, too, honestly. Um, messy situation. Uh, the, the commies are now successfully out of the playoff race. Unless we'll come back to that in a, in a minute, uh, unfortunately. But like, so if the NFC finishes the way that God intended it to, um, the Commanders are eliminated. Actually, so, I think no. I think they're already eliminated. There's no. There's no well, situation well, in which they can make it in at this point. Uh, they're they're done. Though. Do you think that they could finish as the eighth seed? The eight. Well, the only seven get in. So. Mm, yeah, we'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> uh, but the yeah. So in the meantime, they're talking about starting Sam Howell this week. Uh, oh it's yeah, gonna be fun to get a little look at their rookie QB. However, Dallas has um, you know like their fifth seed is technically locked. But if the Eagles were to lose to the Giants, Dallas with a win would be there, chomping at the bit for a second, maybe even a first seed. So I think that they are going to cream poor little sam howell uh it's gonna be a rough one imo certainly not within a touchdown there you have it i hope you're wrong but i can definitely see that um the cowboys are be very motivated to get this since um they could get the first seed if they win and the eagles lose um, and only the first seed gets a bye now since we're switched to seven playoff teams so a uh, huge advantage but um I don't think the Eagles are going to lose. We'll get to that later, but but certainly, yeah, I I think the Cowboys, especially against that rookie quarterback, unless Sam Howell turns out to be incredible, uh, as in his first rookie start in the last week of the year, um, which would be great for me because he's been sitting on my taxi squad on our dynasty league all year, and just nice to. It would just be nice to see if I can drop him or if I should keep him around. Um, yeah, for sure. Week eighteen is fun for that reason. I appreciate yeah. that they're that they're doing this. So yeah, me too. And I mean, it's really the only option because you're not going to stick with Carson Wentz long term. You're not going to stick with Taylor Heineke long term. Might as well see if the kids got anything. Yeah. Um, for sure. Me, on the other hand, I'm going to the most exciting game of the week for my bet, an AFC South showdown, but not the one you're thinking. It's the Indianapolis Colts hosting the Houston Texans. <laughs> um, Colts are two and a half point home favorites. These two teams tied in week one when they played. I wonder if there's any other teams that did what they're doing where they played literally the first and last week of the season. Kind of interesting uh, bookend here. But even though the, even though the Colts have been so bad, uh, Houston is, they got the first, that first overall pick in their sights. And if they lose this game, they 100% are going to get it. And the Colts on the other hand, really don't have, They've got no hope for the future or for the present. They might as well just try to win this game. Um, so Colts minus two and a half. I think they can definitely beat the Texans by a field goal. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that the Colts are going to be one of the only teams that are playing this week to, I don't know, not necessarily prove that the season wasn't a fluke because it certainly was. But, um, you know, they were coming into the season with talks about how talented the roster is as a whole. So to see them go out with a bang, like punching up on one of their little brothers, I think would be a favorable outcome. So I like that. I like that. Um, Cool beans. Well, before we get into uh, this next week, the final week of the NFL, let's talk about our score from last week. Um, Drew and I, disagreed on three games um drew won one i won one um drew went 11 and five i won 11 and five the coin went eight and eight um 
Wait, uh, <clears throat> eight and seven, actually, the coin went. I don't know how that has happened. I'll have to fix that. Um, what occurred, Drew? <laughs> well, um, it took a totally tragic and unprecedented circumstance for us to not have somebody win two disagreements this week. But mm-hmm. um, obviously the the Bills and the Bengals game was uh, uh, suspended after seven minutes of play because uh, Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin, uh, after making what looked like a routine tackle, he sort of stood up and then just fell right back down on his back and uh, ended up needing CPR to resuscitate him on the field. And um, it was just a really surreal situation watching just all the players on the field react to that. They were just all in shock. Just like Josh, just seeing, especially just seeing Josh Allen just standing there with his hands mm-hmm. over his mouth, like unable to yeah. process what was going on. It was like, I don't know. It really gave you a different perspective of these people. Just it's hard to. Sometimes it's easy to just like look at them as football players, but in that moment, like you just saw, uh, they were feeling what everybody else was feeling in that moment. And uh, yeah. thankfully, um, he, they were able to. Uh, resuscitate him, get his heartbeat back going, and uh, got him to the hospital. And great news today we got was that uh, he was alert and was holding hands with his family. Um, I heard a story that he asked the doctor who won the game. So, I mean, that's that was kind of funny to see for me to see him asking that. Um, <laughs> what a bummer! <laughs> but yeah, but uh, this, but yeah, obviously this game uh, did not conclude, and that's going to have some major implications on the season going forward. But the most right. important thing is that he uh, is still with us. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, I think this was like one like a kind of a rare moment of me really like not necessarily appreciating but like recognizing a player as being younger than us oh yeah yeah such a frightening situation i just like can't i can't imagine um so very happy to hear that things have turned out okay um as hesitant as i am to sound like skip bayless on the mic here i'm interested in talking (laughs) about the implications of this game being skipped um but luckily, we have the benefit that he did not have of knowing that things are going to turn out okay. Yeah, and also, so, it's not three minutes yeah. after it happens. So had some, yeah. some time to see how things turn out before we were putting this out there. Right. Um, so, first things first, uh, it seems pretty obvious that the game is going to be called No Contest. That's just kind of the word around the feel uh, uh, the word around the scene but i think even before that had become like the official rumor everybody just assumed that because it's like how are you going to schedule a rematch um in, on monday night of week 17 it's just not going to happen um like either both of these teams play like the worst short week in the history of football scheduling or Somehow the Super Bowl gets pushed back a week and every other team gets bonus by, um, which, you know, it's not, it's not happening. So with that in mind, um, they are offering a couple different solutions from what I've heard uh, for how this is going to be resolved now that, uh, because, so here's like the, like the obvious, if they were to go with just win rate at this point, that means that the Chiefs would have a first seed over the Bills, even though um, they lost to the Bills and they yep. have the same amount of losses, I believe. Right? They'd have but one extra win. The yeah, Chiefs would finish at fourteen and three. The Bills theoretically finishing at thirteen and three, assuming that both these teams win this weekend. Yes. Um, yes. So that's problem A. Problem B is. If that occurs, then the Bengals, even if they lose to the Ravens this weekend and hold a 0-2 to two head-to-head with them, um, they would have the better win percentage being at, like, 12-5 and five versus, like, 11-5 and five at that. Or, like, 11 and... Uh, at being at, like, 12-6 and six versus... Hold on. What are they? I, I mean, think they're 11-4 and four right now. Yeah, so the Ravens would be eleven and six, and they would be eleven and five in that in that world. So they would have one yeah. less loss, even though they were zero and two against them, and they have the same yeah. wins. Um, 
So both of those are kind of problems. What I was what I was texting you recently was like what I was hoping would happen is that they just say, "Hey, Baltimore versus Cincinnati is for the division on on Sunday because if Cincinnati wins, like they have the better stats like across the board, and if Baltimore wins, they have the same amount of wins and two o head to head. Um, as far as like the Bills and Chiefs go, this is like a much more like unique solution but i thought that what they should probably do is like should we get a bills and chiefs or i guess also a Bengals and chiefs like first and second seed conference game where they have the same amount of losses that game should be played at a neutral location because mm. like yeah. the chiefs wouldn't have fairly earned that like home field over the like bills or Bengals in that situation um so that was like what I had been thinking. That's also sort of based on some ideas I had been I had seen scrapped together. What I'm hearing now, two solutions that I heard today, apparently from insiders that are both freaking Mickey Mouse solutions as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> One is using RNG to delete a game that was not against the Bills or Bengals from the schedule of every other AFC team and then seeding it that way. So as if every AFC team had played 16 games this season. Huh. Um, interesting thought. Sure wouldn't like to see a no. situation where like the Chiefs get a loss eliminated. I yeah. Kind of stupid yeah. to me. Um yeah. the other one I've been hearing that Reagan sent me earlier that uh, that a bunch of like insider podcasts I've been talking about today is giving an eighth seed to both conferences and eliminating the first seed uh by advantage and allowing the Chiefs to hold a home field anyway. Um, so here, I'm an here, Eagles fan really don't like that one. I gotta right. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So also, uh, so that's why mention, earlier you were like, well, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And not to mention that. like we have potentially like if, if the Falcons beat the Bucks this weekend and the Titans beat the Jags, we'll have two, eight and nine like division winners in the, in the playoffs, the AFC seventh seed, can also be an eight and nine team should the Dolphins, Patriots, and um, Steelers all lose this <clears> weekend. And if we're going to give both conferences an eighth seed, neither of those teams are going to have nine wins either. So, like, we're we could have like five negative win rate teams in the playoffs this year. You wanted parody. Here it is, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think. I don't. I feel like well, maybe the NFL would lean more towards that second one because then at that point it feels like they're just printing money. It's like, oh, more playoff games, more viewers, more money. Um, but uh, I don't know about that. That seems. I mean, obviously, everything in this situation, as everyone has said a million times, is unprecedented. Um, so I guess there's no. Like, we're not gonna have any clarity until the NFL actually comes down with what they're going to do. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Extra playoff game. I... Tell you what, if the Eagles don't get the one seed, I'm fine with adding that extra playoff team. I don't care. But yeah. I'd be pretty upset if the Eagles had earned a one seed and then the NFL is like, well, you know, buy for you. I believe I'm kind of operating under the mindset that we are going to see like something similar to my solution or if they do like want so badly to use like general language just in case this does have like more like similar situations in the future then <coughs> um probably they would end up doing the the rng like for seating but again sort of a mickey mouse solution i i, I do think we should spend the rest of the episode operating under the mindset that there's going to be seven teams in each conference and talking about playoff races yeah, that way but um who knows next week when we when we record the week one episode i mean the playoffs week one episode next week we are going to have some um some wackiness to to report on most certainly yeah. um let's follow you and i both talked about following the storylines a little bit this week um so we are going to do that let's start by knocking out the games that have no playoff implication whatsoever the nothing burgers if you the will. nothing burgers even in an eight seed world 
I don't think that one of these games has no. any. <laughs> like, so let's talk about the one that you mentioned earlier, the Colts and Titans. Texans. I mean, sorry, the Colts and Texans, yeah. Same um, division, and yep. your, And you can kick us off this week. Oh, boy. I'd love to talk about this game. So, yeah, the Colts are hosting the Texans. This game doesn't matter to either of them. The Colts are, what are they, like 4 uh, 11 and 1, I believe, at the moment. And the Texans would be 2 13 and 1. So, yeah, really, really exciting on both sides of the ball here. Um, maybe another tie will happen, but I don't think so. I think the Colts are going to are gonna win. They've, they've served grit at times under Jeff Saturday. It hasn't really amounted to too much in the way of winning any games. Uh, just that one against the, the Raiders. But, um, I think I still think they're a better team, like they're constructed better than the Texans are. I think the Texans have miles ahead or miles ahead in coaching because I think Lovey Smith is a much better head coach than Jeff Saturday, but the tools at his disposal uh are not gonna make it easy for him to win in this uh, this divisional game. So I'm going with the Colts. Yeah, two weeks ago, um I think I probably would have been Looking at this as being the Texans game because they're oh, yeah. starting to, starting to show a lot of grit, and the Colts have just been like clueless <laughs> like all season. Let's be honest here, but um, I think due to like all the situations that you talked about earlier, this just is not. There is going to be a pretty big like parody and interest in victory, <laughs> like yeah, to, to say it um, plainly. So I'm not expecting too much of a fight from the Texans, even though they did give us. A good amount of fight um, in like the late months of the season, so I'm going to go with the Colts here as well. Yeah, and I mean, I know that the players on the Texans all they they don't care about all that. They probably would like to win a game. They're all competitors, but um, even with that being the case, you know, the front office is certainly going to have a say in some things that go on. I mean, you could just look at the the Eagles' final game of the season two years ago against the. Washington football team at the time yeah. um, and just uh, that'll let you know how things can happen in the NFL sometimes but the col- the uh, coin going with the Texans here in, a, in this uh, crazy spot hey howdy hey I love it um, congratulations to the coin for being a baller and another completely meaningless <laughs> south matchup um, we have great direction Carolina. yeah great direction killing it the direction that might yield both of our eight and nine divisional <laughs> leaders this year. Um, the uh, New Orleans Saints will be hosting the Carolina Panthers to finish out the season. Um, what do you do? The Saints, <laughs> uh, yeah, did the unthinkable and um, once again trounced the Eagles' hopes of locking down the number one seed before week 18 um, in a so low scoring. Stupid, boring game uh between Andy Dalton and the Eagles at Gardner Minshew. Gardner so, Minshew. Yeah. Uh, exciting stuff. Um yeah, really really good look for all the people that said the Eagles would still be good regardless of if Gardner Minshew was playing quarterback instead of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been rough. Um pretty unfortunate. Uh Saints, I'm not going to say signs of life necessarily, but certainly they have had like some offensive momentum um, here in the back end of the season, which is maybe why they've been so insistent on running this retirement man who needs to retire man. Um, the Panthers, on the other hand, got, uh, you know, um, a good old-fashioned L from their their big brother, the Buccaneers, this last weekend. Uh, so looking at that, I mean, the Saints get the home field advantage. Uh, don't really have any, like, real interesting draft power to play for as far as i understand i think that no they they don't even have their first round pick next year so it would not hurt them at all to win this game yeah exactly so i i i I think that both these teams are going to try to like lock down a late season win here but i trust in the saints a lot more to do it so there you have it all right so we'll disagree on a meaningless game here i'm gonna go with the panthers they played pretty well actually against the bucks last week took the bucks best offensive performance of the season to beat the panthers i mean tom brady actually looked like tom brady throwing for over 400 yards and mike evans had three touchdown receptions where was that all year on my fantasy team nonetheless 
Sam Darnold, I don't want to be the guy that is like, is Sam Darnold good? But I don't know. Is he good? He's looked pretty good the past couple of weeks since he's, he's been starting bad. games for the Panthers. So I think that's actually pretty cool. I'm I'm rooting for him. I hope he does well. Um, but I'm going to go with the Panthers to win here. I think, um, I don't know. Sam Darnold's playing for a continued career in the NFL. Steve Wilkes, the interim head coach, is probably hoping to keep his job and just become the full-time head coach. So I, uh, I think the Panthers take this one. I like it. The coin is on my side here, going with the kitties from Carolina. Um, let's cool. see what uh, what else didn't matter this week. I think that's it for games that don't matter. Do you? I don't think the to- I don't think the Bucks and Falcons matter because I don't the Buccaneers think the- are the fourth seed, no matter. What. Yeah, you're right. But that is still technically they lose. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they're right, yeah, a playoff team. Uh, yep. So technically, a uh, playoff team: Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 8-8, eight and eight, taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Um, head coach Todd Bowles of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said that they don't want to let their foot off the gas when he's being asked about, you know, are, are you going to rest players this week? But um, that is definitely just a coach saying coach things because uh, the Falcons are favored by four and a half or five in this game. Yeah. So uh, Vegas is expecting the Bucks to not really be trying in this game. I'm expecting the Bucks to not really be trying to win this game. So I guess I'm going to go with the Falcons here, uh, the the young guns uh, from Atlanta. I'm also going to go with the Falcons, um, who have been pretty scrappy, especially in division all season, even though they haven't been that good. Um, also, honestly, I just want the 8-9 Buccaneers because I... <laughs> At the beginning of the season, did not really believe in this team, and it's cool to see it manifest in this in this exciting hey, way. We both took the under on their win total, so high five for that one. I think it was like eleven and a half or something. Yeah, so yeah. not even close. Um, yeah. The co- coin, however, is going with Tommy Tuddies uh, with Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Oop, oopa, oopa, oopa! Congratulations, coin, for being subversive <laughs> yet again. I suppose. Um, speaking of games that barely matter outside of themselves and could result in an eight and nine division winner, nailed it. Um, one of our two Saturday games is another South crapshoot. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars host the Tennessee Titans. Um, who they? Um, Defeated, I believe, earlier on in this season. Jags, yeah, beat the Titans when we were in California. Actually, that yeah. is correct. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, the Jags <clears throat> had a little bit of a tough go at it, um, getting scheduled up against. Actually, sorry, no, it, the Titans had a little bit of a tough go at, of it this last Thursday, being scheduled up against uh, the Cowboys on TNF. Um, I think that it, you know, they really close, like. Fine. <laughs> whatever i mean uh they i was expecting like them to really have nothing going for them in that game um and it was surprising that they looked like maybe they can compete a little bit this week against the jags um so i will say like i'm coming into this game just feeling like a little bit better about the titans than i was uh like last week when we talked about this matchup Ultimately, though, I still think that this is the Jags division, if I'm being honest. The Titans have been the most unreliable division leader we've had, basically in their whole tenure as division leaders. And um, the Jags, in this back half of the season, have been using the Titans' like fall from grace and uh, lack of, like, especially like air production, to make themselves look a little scrappy and interesting. Um, I feel like the coaching for both these teams has been really good at the tippity top, but as you go further down, the Titans coaching has been pretty um, terrible, terrible. So I am leaning towards the Jags still, but I think that this is going to be an exciting Saturday night banga. Banga! Uh, I'm going with the Jags as well. Pretty cool that this did end up being for the division because I remember at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, maybe that game in Week 18 will be for the division. And the Jags started turning down, and the Titans looked like they were going to be like the same old regular season Titans and dominate. 
win their division. But here we are. Now it's literally just whoever wins is the division leader. Um, there is a situation here where if the Jags lose, they could still make it in if a few other teams lose, but that situation is pretty unlikely. Um, yeah. So they're going to come out firing on all, all cylinders. The Titans are starting Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Um, that's pretty cool, I guess, if you're a Tennessee fan since he was a Vol and now he's a Titan. But yeah, not not a great situation. You want Josh Dobbs to be your starting quarterback um, when you're trying to get in the playoffs. But it'll be better for the Titans in the long run if they lose this game because they're certainly not going to do anything if they make it into the playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. Q to two weeks from now when they win the divisional game and are on to the AFC Championship. Yeah. Can you imagine? It, it, smells, it smells like Ravens, bro. Gosh. <laughs> um, um, the coin is going with uh, the Jags here as well. Even the cool. Titans homer. Cool beans. All right. Well, let's talk now about the top of the AFC table, I suppose. Let's do it. Uh, you want to start off with that other game that's on Saturday? Yeah. Go for um, it. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's your turn. No, no, it's cool. It's cool. The Chiefs. I know you're just rearing to talk about your favorite team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Both of and my your favorite other favorite team. Here. Yeah. <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders. Um yeah, the Raiders are going to be starting Jarrett Stidham again at quarterback after pretty much parting with Derek Carr before last week's game. And Jarrett Stidham had a really good game, actually, against a solid uh, 49ers defense. So maybe the Raiders have something there. I don't think they're hoping for him to be the quarterback of the future, but uh, maybe he has more of an NFL career than we thought. On the other hand, if the Chiefs win this game, pretty much in most of the scenarios that uh, the NFL has discussed, they're going to all of these scenarios they've discussed publicly uh, the chiefs are going to be the one seed if they win this game so obviously a lot of motivation for them there um the raiders are their little brother as are the chargers and the broncos and everybody else in that division <laughs> in conference. um yeah in conference pretty much except for you know the other two top teams which is why there's all this like controversy but yeah. anyway um yeah the chiefs are gonna beat the raiders they're like nine and a half point road favorites and uh, i'm inclined to to lean with uh, the Chiefs given those points. So I'll take the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm certainly not going to pick a shocker disagreement here. Even though um, the Raiders looked a little um, uh, a little on fire last week in the absence of uh, Cameron's favorite <laughs> QB, <laughs> uh, they, were, uh, they, they weren't able to pull together the win against San Francisco, um, which, you know, it might be like a pretty reductive look back at the game, but however, I, I think that even though um, it was exciting to see like uh, a new look, like basically from the ground up for the Raiders, I don't think that they have what it takes to be like the first Chiefs loss in division this season, especially considering um, the Chiefs have to win this game <laughs> for the conference. So there you go. Hey, speaking of Cameron's favorite quarterback, just cook this trade scenario up in my head. Raiders trade Derek Carr, because he's still under contract with them, to the New England Patriots for Mac Jones in draft compensation. Mac Jones looked the best when Josh McDaniels was his offensive coordinator. The I don't know why Derek Carr would go to the Patriots, but you never know. I can't be a dream scenario for Bill Belichick being like, yes, give Give me me Derek Derek Carr. Carr. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. You never know. Um, The coin is going with the Chiefs in this one. Uh, All right. Another unanimous here. Next up um, on the sheet and also really in the narrative, we have. In our hearts. In our hearts, we have the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens. Um, You know, like I said, should be for the division. We'll see. There's a chance that it won't matter um, outside of the Bengals, you know, could find themselves in the fourth, in the, like, sorry, not in the fourth seed. They could find themselves in the second seed with a Bills loss uh, if Mm -hmm. they were to win this game. So that does matter. Also, if the NFL does do the right thing and give this game playoff implication, um, they would be fighting for it. Either way, obviously, this game is going to be 
pretty hot for both of these playoff teams, both of these double-digit win teams. I just I woke up and both of these teams have double-digit wins. I don't, know. I don't know how the Ravens have 10 wins. They feel like the worst double-digit win team. They just felt like the vibes for the Ravens have just been awful for so long. I don't know, I know. how they're, they made it to 10 wins. Ridiculous. Um, so... I am actually going to give this one to the Bengals, even though I think that the Ravens managed to have their number earlier this season. That's all good and well. It is January, and um, you know what the J in January stands for? It's, it stands for Joe, and he is going to come out there and Joe Mama Who's the Joe? Ravens ass. Yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is going to kick him up and down the field and uh do what like i think that unfortunately i like i obviously the Bengals have been very sympathetic to uh the situation that happened with hamlin and i certainly don't think that they're actually taking it personally however i'm sure that joe burrow feels like it's a little bit of a bummer that he couldn't have earned a second seed that he feels like he was going to go out and earn on that monday night and i feel like the discombobulated Ravens are going to be the sore recipients of that. So I'm yeah. going to go with the, with the Bengals here. Yeah, I'm also going with the Bengals. I'm pretty sure the Ravens are still going to be missing Lamar this week. So mm-hmm. I basically don't give them a chance to beat any good team as long as Lamar's not playing. He's the whole team. <laughs> yep. And also all the things that you just said. Analysis, the Bengals are going to win. There we go. All right, next up, a game that has top-of-the-table implication, but uh, really has more important implications at the bottom of the table for the AFC. So let's talk about the AFC 7th seed race. Um, AFC basically is going to be, like, guaranteed Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, Jags or Titans, Chargers, Ravens, unless, unless some vibes get weird or if the Ravens win. Right. This is but this is basically and sure these guys can move around, but these are our first through sixth in the AFC. Underneath that, um setting at seven, there are multiple teams that like could get it. Um also, like you said, if everybody loses, the Jags have an an interesting um four way, like eight and nine tie scenario. But the three teams currently vying for it are the Patriots, the Dolphins and um oh my the gosh Steelers. The Steelers, right uh all three of these teams are sitting at eight and eight if any like one of them wins on their own obviously it's theirs if any two teams do it i, I sorry i think if the patriots win they are like also just pretty much guaranteed yeah. in the um, patriots are in no matter what if they win patriots are in no matter what if they win if uh, they lose, but the Dolphins win. It's the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. If everybody loses, it's actually the Jags, <laughs> unless they win, in which case it's the Patriots. Um, if it's just the Steelers and Dolphins, it goes to the Dolphins. So if the Dolphins win and the Patriots lose, they win flat out regardless of what happens. So the Steelers, really, their best hope at this point is uh, Patriots and the Dolphins both lose and because their only outcome is they're the only team that wins this weekend. Yep. Cool. So there we have it. So let's start with the Bills and Patriots with that in mind. Um, Go ahead. With that in mind, yeah, the Bills still have something to play for. We've been talking about them fighting for that number one seed. It could still happen. Uh, They they really need the Chiefs to win on, or to lose, pardon me, on Saturday afternoon. So that doesn't seem uber likely, but... um, I think even if even if they the first seed is out of the question for the Bills at this point when their game starts, I think they'll find at least some pleasure in uh, keeping the Patriots out of the playoffs, as the Patriots have sort of been the big brother of this division for so long, and it's finally switched over. I'm sure that would give them some sort of uh, uh, some sort of pleasure to just deny them entrance into the playoffs so i'm gonna go with the bills here they're the better team they have shown it time and time again this season and uh, for the past couple seasons um i don't think we're gonna see bill belichick in the playoffs again for just like the second time in the last 23 years exactly great stuff right how exciting Um, how exciting evil is defeated the evil is defeated indeed i'm also gonna go with the bills here like you said even though 
Um, they need the Chiefs to lose for them to be playing for a first seed in this game. They are still like playing to keep their second seed. Oh yeah, still that's um, still big too. So I, I was that was silly of me to not mention that, but uh, yeah, especially considering we're talking about <clears throat> the Chargers versus the Ravens, and, and that's at fifth or sixth. Um, yeah, big deal. So I think that they are going to play pretty hard here. Um, like you said, they have been very. Uh, consistently the better team versus the Patriots in the uh, post-Tom Brady and uh, mid-Josh Allen era. Uh, he's not mid, of course, obviously. Just in but, the middle of the Josh Allen era, I believe that's what right. going for. Um, I think it, this is an unlucky last game for the Patriots to be like technically the statistical favorite for the seventh seed in because it makes them, to me, not the favorite in this situation because there's another team that I suspect is the most likely to win this weekend who we're about to get to. But I am going with the Bills here. Um, what about the coin? Coin is going with the Bills as well. And I, th- I don't know if I mentioned it, the coin picked the Bengals in the last mm. pick. So we're up to four unanimous in a row. How cool. Awesome. Awesome stuff. All right. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins hosting the New York Jets. The Dolphins, of course, unfortunately, will be playing uh, Tuolus. I have heard that they'll be playing Teddyless. Yeah, um, Skylar Thompson will be the Skyler, starting quarterback. Skylar Thompson. It's true. It is true. And, you know, and I'm not going to pretend that that's not the situation that the Dolphins are in. However, um, there are a, a few factors that look up for them here. Um, the the most fortunate of them being um, that they are playing against the Jets this week, who, you know, are probably hoping to not – enter double digits with with losses. And the fact that they have that potential at the end of the season is a pretty big deal. Uh, but the Jets, in the last two weeks, in the Mike White weeks, have scored nine points, have thrown two interceptions. Um, it's been not very fun. Actually, Zach Wilson played the week before and threw an interception himself. So, yeah, the Jets have been a bit of a mess. Uh, the Dolphins also get home field advantage. I think... If we are talking about a team, uh, oh, also Mike White has been downgraded to limited as well. Um, I think if we are talking about teams that are motivated this weekend, I can't think of one that I expect to be more motivated than the Miami Dolphins, if I'm being honest. They have looked like the clear seventh, honestly, sixth best team in the AFC this entire season for them to honestly like fifth because the, because the Titans and the Jags are not like number four. So like the, the Dolphins have looked like a top five team in the AFC for most of this season. I understand that they are now in their like second uh, Tua pit and, and it's going to be rough. However, Tua is saying if you guys somehow get me to next Sunday, I will play. And I guarantee that this team wants to deliver that to Tua because he has worked his ass off for this organization for the last couple of years and freaking deserves this playoff berth, man. Oh my gosh, he deserves it. Um, so obviously, like a little bit of a statistically rough situation for them, but I think that they have um, the tiebreaker versus the Steelers. So they take do. it. Just win this game versus the freaking Jets. It's so easy. It's so easy, Skylar Thompson. I believe I'm going with the <laughs> so Dolphins. So easy, Skylar Thompson. Uh, I agree with a lot of what you said. I think they have been like a, a at their peak. They've been a top five team in the AFC this year. Uh, they're in the midst of a, I believe, a six game skid. Is that correct? No, just. Just five, not not that bad. But no, they've lost five. The opposite of last year's like end of the year. Yeah, exactly. Um, And let's take a trip back to the past, shall we? Back on October 9th, um, this was the week after Tua's first injury. He so they started with Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater got hurt in that game. They were playing the New York Jets. Um, The final score of that game: New York Jets forty, Miami Dolphins seventeen. I'm not saying that's going to happen again, but sure. the strength of this Jets team is their defense, and if they're really going with Skylar Thompson, then I 
unfortunately don't see a world where Tua will be playing next week as much as I agree with you with how much he deserves it for how much he's left on the line for this organization that at times has just not had his back um, behind the scenes. Uh, really sucks, really crappy situation, but I think the Jets uh, end their season on a high note and break their losing streak, which I believe they've lost six in a row, actually. Um, but like you said, the fact that they're talking about not having double-digit losses, that's pretty good for them considering the past couple years, even though even though they were like two and five and two earlier this season, <laughs> right. looking like a potential playoff team. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm going with the Jets here. The coin is going with the Dolphins. Sounds so good. Leaving my out. side. Our seventh. Well, yeah, let's... obviously now I'm hoping for the eighth seed now, I guess is all I have to say about all of that. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk about uh, the, the other seventh seed race. Yeah, so the third and final game in this seventh seed race, if you're not including the Jags game as a seventh seed race game, uh, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers holding hosting the Cleveland Browns. And... Even though the Steelers are the team that need the most help to make it into the playoffs in terms of other games' outcomes uh, of these three, I think they're going to be the ones that do it. I think the Steelers beat the Browns here. That's who I'm picking. Uh, Kenny Pickett, while not blowing anybody away with the stat sheet, has been a capable game manager for Mike Tomlin's offense here. Uh, The run game has been going much better for Najee Harris. And uh, the defense has still been holding it down over there ever since T.J. Watt came back. I think they're gonna they're gonna defeat the dark forces that uh, are the Cleveland Browns coming over, um, the the face of evil uh, that is gonna be in their in their stadium this weekend. But um, it's inc- it's kind of incredible that all season we were talking about. Oh no, is Mike Tomlin gonna lose this? Uh, positive win rate streak that he's had for all these years and not only will he do that if he wins this game there's a very good chance they're still going to make the playoffs even though they were what two and six earlier this year Mm -hmm. Uh, so crazy season for the Steelers I'm picking them to win yeah I'm also picking the Steelers to win um, for the exact same very simple reason I've picked against the Browns for the last four weeks and for the Steelers like the last three weeks. So. Really hates he really doesn't like Brownie the Elf. You know, I really don't like Brownie the Elf. Brownie the can't elf. stand Brownie the Elf. Um, <laughs> let's make it happen, Mike Tomlin. Uh, a playoff. I this would be like the. I feel like every season of NFL is I get angry about the Steelers being in the playoffs. So hopefully that's not what occurs, but. Uh, I, I'm I'm okay with it this year uh, because I think they'll be more interesting to watch than when Ben Roethlisberger's dead body yeah. was the one taking snaps. But I will say, like, man, when I think divisions that deserve three teams in the playoffs this year, I'm like the AFC North. That's like the first one that comes to my mind. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, the clear best. Uh, let's talk about the seventh seed race in the other division while we're at the bottom. So uh, both of these divisions have seven have three way seven seed races um, in which I have a team that that is on the back foot that I'm hoping will make it happen. The Dolphins, I feel optimistic about them on the back foot. Uh, we're about to talk about why I feel horribly pessimistic about the about the, the lions going into this weekend uh so the seahawks sit in a interesting situation at uh the seventh seed they play the rams this weekend if they win um then they have to pray uh, uh to their lucky stars to every deity that they believe in that the packers lose to the lions because they do hold the head-to-head against uh, the Lions, I believe, uh, from a couple of weeks they ago. They do. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, that is where the Seahawks stand. The Lions and Packers are in a little bit more of an interesting situation. The Packers pretty much straight up just win and win you're and in. in. And uh, the Lions, if they beat the Packers, need to hope that the Seahawks had lost the day before. So... Um, Pretty interesting that they ended up putting that game. I think that yeah, that game got moved to like Sunday night because there's actually a chance that it might not even matter if the Seahawks beat the Rams somehow. Well, it'll still matter for the Packers and um, I and many others believe that regardless of the outcome of that Seahawks game, the Lions are still going to be trying their darndest to win the thing. I agree. So. 
I also uh, think that <laughs> it will matter. <laughs> so <laughs> let's let's put it that way. Uh, Sweet. Why don't we start with uh, the the Rams and Seahawks then, I guess. Uh, Everybody knows your boy loves foolishly picking the Rams. Um, Boy, howdy, was them scoring 51 against the Broncos, like, probably the worst thing that could have happened. Luckily, (laughs) we were really close to the end of the season, and I could only foolishly pick them to beat the Chargers before things got too out of hand. Um, That being said, I have not been that impressed with the Seahawks. I think that the Rams um, have had their number like for the last few years in a way that they like haven't really managed to do uh, in conference against some of the other teams sometimes. But uh, the Rams have actually looked pretty impressive to me for like the last four or five weeks. I think that they would be very interested in spoiling this for the Seahawks. And you and like I said, you know I love foolishly picking the Rams. So there you have it. Yeah, I was almost certainly counting this as a disagreement because I thought <laughs> you would be going with the Seahawks here. I was had this whole pitch talking about how I was going to pick this one with my heart over my head because I want the Sunday night game to matter more. Um, but but really, I do believe that the Rams have a good chance of winning this one. Uh, Baker has shown flashes since coming to play in that Sean McVay offense. And uh, like you said, the Seahawks just have sort of been on a downward trend. Their sort of magical run from early to midseason is over. And uh, I've said it several weeks in a row, but Geno Smith, he's writing back. Uh, he's He hasn't been the sole reason they've lost um, several games in the last few weeks. He um, has certainly been better than he's been even in other years in his career. But um, I don't think they have what it takes to be a playoff team. I don't think we're going to see them uh, eagerly watching the scoreboard of Sunday Night Football. I'm going with the Rams here. Yep. Yeah. I'm going, or the coin, pardon me, is going with the Seahawks, however, breaking up this uh, monotonous streak we have. Oh, I guess we disagreed on Dolphins Jets. Up next. Take me to Sunday night. Take me to Sunday night. That isn't how that song goes the <laughs> lions are playing the packers in lambo um so uh, i really want to pick the lions here i want the lions very badly to make the playoffs i believe they have the talent to do it uh, i'm pretty sure you're gonna pick the lions so Again, I'm going to choose with my heart over my head here. Um, <laughs> we had a, I remember we had an episode in a previous year called Picking with Head Over Heart. Dude, just <laughs> the opposite here. Give me the Lions because they're, they're going to bite some kneecaps off. They're going to they're gonna drink gallons of coffee before this game if they're Dan Campbell, the head coach. They're going to do everything in their power <laughs> to make sure they win this game regardless of the outcome of the Seahawks game. I think we're going to see the Lions in the playoffs. I want to see the Lions in the playoffs. I think... If I took all emotion out of it, I'd probably be going with the Packers here just because, of course, Aaron Rodgers is somehow going to find his way into the playoffs. But give me the Lions. The last good tweet I saw was like, if the Lions make the playoffs, I'm spending my kids' college fun to go. I don't even care or something <laughs> like that. Uh, it's so funny. Um, I really hope that they make it. I am picking the Packers, though, unfortunately. Oh, no. The Packers have been on just a little bit of a tear uh now four wins in a row uh winning the entirety of december it's scary stuff i was expecting them to look solid against the vikings last week but not in the Jeez, way that they did. the opposite of the game one between those two teams yeah exactly very rough uh it's in lambo it's a playoff push for back-to-back mvp Aaron Rodgers. I hate picking games that I like are that I hate like picking against games that are like the ones I'm going to root for the hardest because I don't know if there's a team outside the Dolphins I'm rooting for harder this weekend than the Lions. Um, it's not going to happen I, in my uh, semi-professional opinion. So I'm going to go with the Packers here. Dang it, man. I'm <laughs> Half of the reason I picked the Lions is because I thought you would pick <laughs> the Lions and I didn't want to disagree and root against the team I wanted to win. Budge. Oh well, what am I up like eleven? I can take a disagreement. It's fine. And now you can like <laughs> now you can talk down on me for not believing in them if they win. Yeah, so. you're a hater for not picking the Lions this week. I exactly. want everyone out there to just remember who of the NFLs is a Lions believer. It's me. Um, 
but that that wraps up uh, the uh, seventh seed race. Real quick, I just realized we missed a uh, AFC game that truly could not really matter very much. At oh, all. I thought we were going to save that for last just because you were so excited about it. But no, let's get not, into it. no, let's knock this out of the way before we like are done with the <laughs> NFC. Uh, the Denver Broncos are hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. I I did remember that this game is completely meaningless because the Chargers. Um, are playing to hold on to their fifth seed, assuming that the Ravens don't end up winning the division, which seems like is a guaranteed at this point. Um, they are pretty close to the Chargers. However, like after they lost a couple of weeks ago, the Chargers have had the upper foot um, in the tiebreaker, and uh, they are in at fifth seed. Uh, with a win against the Denver Broncos, which is a game against the Jags or Titans. So, uh, you know, a, a, a good seed to be in, I would say, if you're going to be a wild card team. Uh, the Broncos have uh, four of the 11 wins I allotted them this season, and uh, I don't know what to make of that. And um, <laughs> they won't get the five. The Chargers are going to come to Denver and hand us our third at home in division loss of the season. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, I'm going to go with the Chargers here. Broncos country, let's ride. I'm going with the Broncos here. You freaking know I'm picking the Broncos when you're not. So here's the here's the dish. We're expecting the Bengals to beat the Ravens. I expect the Bengals to beat the Ravens. If that's the case, Brandon Staley, the head coach of the Chargers, has already said, you know, we're gonna if that happens, we're gonna do what's best for our team. Basically implying that they're gonna sit their starters. Um and the Broncos are actually favored in this game because of that. So Broncos country, country. Wow. Ooh, wait a minute. Crunchly. Country, crunchly. Broncos, Broncos country. country. That's right. I've got. Hold on. We got some good news for the Broncos here. Yeah. Oh boy. Russell Wilson has officially thrown for more passing touchdowns this year than he has bathrooms in his house. So can finally get that monkey off his back with his with his 13th touchdown pass last week against this the Chiefs. Is ridiculous. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to add to that total this week. I'm picking the Broncos to beat the Chargers. Uh, I respect it. I am not surprised about the seating situ- this, the sitting player situation. I don't think it's going to happen for us still, unfortunately. Um, um, but this is another situation where the Broncos are a team that doesn't own their first-round pick, so it doesn't behoove them to lose either. So uh, another thing to think about, Coin is going with the Broncos in this one. All right, cool. Um, um, so let's get into top-of-the-table talk, I guess, for the yeah. NFC. Um, I'll just start with what we have listed first on the sheet, the fraudulent... I'm still saying it. Minnesota Vikings taking on the Chicago Bears. They, I think they still have a path to the ones. No, they don't have a path to the one seed. They are hoping for second seed at best. So what it would take mm-hmm. for them to get the second seed was would be a win over the Bears, and I believe just the Eagles win over the Giants, and that and a 49ers loss. So actually, very unlikely. But I'm going to pick them to win this game over the Bears, who are sitting there the face of their franchise, Justin Field. He's not going to be playing in this one. I believe we're going to see Nathan Peterman mm-hmm. playing quarterback for the Bears. Not great. Um, so uh, give me and this one. Um, quick question for you. What do you think the Vikings' point differential is this season? Uh, like two and a half. Minus 19. They've, they're, they've scored 19 less points than their opponents. And they've won 12 games. And you wonder why I say they're fraudulent. <laughs> that's really funny, actually. Um, that's actually really funny. The uh, Yeah, the Vikings do have a road to the first seed, technically. They also have a road to the third seed. Um, the 49ers sit in the wings as the silent assassins in the NFC playoff picture right now, sort of looking for both the second and the first seed um, with potential... Uh-oh performances from uh, the top of the table. So I think that the Vikings definitely are going to um, not, like, play everybody for the whole game, but certainly, like, make sure that they lock down this game before they start taking it easy breezy, a beautiful, I mean, look at as well. 
<clears throat> All right. The coin is going with Nathan Peterman in this one. Nathan Peterman for you. Cool. Uh, next up in games least of most likely to uh, matter. So th- this leaves us with three games, right? We have the 49ers, the uh the cowboys and the eagles just to kind of like get into this situation with them uh here why don't you cover this one actually since you're a bit more familiar with it uh which one do we want to go with first just like how like how does like how uh, how does like the seating oh uh, the seating playing out for these teams okay so we'll start with the 49 okay well actually let's start with the eagles because this is the most simple eagles win they are the number one seed um, they're 14-point favorites against the Giants right now. That seems like the most likely situation. But in my nightmare scenario where they don't win, if the Cowboys win, I believe the Cowboys will take that first seed. If both the Eagles and the Cowboys lose and the 49ers win, I believe that puts the 49ers in the one seed. But That's correct. If the Eagles win, I think the 49ers still get the two seed at, with a win. Um, and the Vikings lost. Okay, right. the Vikings do need to lose for. I'm not. Sure, I wasn't sure of their exact uh, yeah, records, but um, yeah. can we get Craig? The Forty Niners are twelve and four, and the Vikings are twelve and four. And actually, the Forty Niners hold uh, some tiebreaker. I think it was head to head. Actually, um, did they play this year? I don't. It's been so. It's, it's been a long season. I can't remember if they um, actually played or not. No, they played in the preseason, but the Forty Niners do hold the the tiebreaker between. Yeah, them I think the tiebreaker in that case is like conference record, if I'm not mistaken. So actually, from what I understand, like there's like it goes to strength of victory. They like they're tied like sixth in sixth criteria. Like, uh, holy cow! Like it, like their tie goes like pretty far down the list for some reason. I'll I'll send you a link after the game, but after the podcast. But yeah, the I'm pretty sure the Niners um, hold the yeah. So the Niners. Get the second seed with a win. They get the first seed with a win and losses for for both of the NFC East big boys. Um, the Vikings hold their second seed with a win and a 49ers loss and get the first seed with a loss for all three of the teams we're about to talk about. Which let's be honest, that's the situation that's least likely to happen. <laughs> so um, yeah, why, why don't you start us with uh, the Eagles and Giants then? Since that one technically has the most simple outcome and i think we both agree on what it's going to be yeah so the giants have already locked themselves into the number six seed whether they win or lose this game regardless of how any other game turns out they're going to be the six seed so they have no interest in uh i'm sure starting any of their stars risking them getting hurt um ironically it's the eagles with the better record and the better team that have something to play for in this week and um like I said, the the Vegas spread shows that they're favored by 14 this week at home against the Giants, and I think they'll take care of business. We'll finally get to see Jalen Hurts back with the team, hopefully. It's yeah. been painful to watch Gardner. Well, it, it was very painful to watch Gardner Minshew last week. I don't remember who it was, but I saw a clip from Good Morning Football where one of the hosts was like giving a hot take that the 49ers were going to be the number one seed and that the Eagles were going to lose to the Giants this weekend. Um, I don't know if that was before the confirmation that Jalen Hurts was going to come back in, but even if it wasn't, kind of a silly uh, take to me because yeah. of what you said, given the Giants' situation. Um, also, even though the Eagles have been sliding and I've been seeing like the Bengals and the Chiefs being the number one in most power rankings uh, in the last couple of weeks, I think that... Silliness. Just be- it's just silliness, and Jalen Hurts is about to come back in. Um make it happen so yeah i'm gonna go with the eagles here as well definitely not hot taking that they give up this division so with that in mind let's talk about uh another game that is hold on a minute breaking news the nfl announces that week 17 game between bills and Bengals has been canceled and will not resume so Oh my god, official. We, pretty much, we knew that was going to happen. <laughs> uh, now it's officially official. And the coin, also, while we're giving breaking news, going with the Eagles. Cool. Alright. So now, the, uh, the Cowboys game is assumingly meaningless with this in mind, so talk about that. Yep. Cowboys play. I think this game happens firm. actually. Simultaneously. I think they, they, simultaneously. Good job, NFL. That is actually how it should be done. Um... So they're going to be watching the scoreboard a lot during this game. Is that going to affect their focus? I don't know. They're also going to be playing a rookie quarterback. So it doesn't really matter. I don't think, I think the Cowboys, 
Cowboys are going to roll here. Uh, give me the Cowboys, unfortunately. Yeah, I picked the Cowboys to cover the spread earlier on. So, uh, so logic has it that you will also be <laughs> picking them to win. Uh, That's right. So now I round out the week by talking about the 49ers, our silent assassins, like I said, hoping to lock down a second, maybe even a first seed, probably a second seed. They look like the second best team in the in the conference to be a Vikings believer who thinks that they are the third best team in the conference. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I like I know I keep saying it, but man, like the 49ers, like they are just like so good at playing this game. And like, I just like don't see any other team like doing that, like on the whole right now. Like they just are very like round and clean like basically in all areas and that shows in the way that uh their rookie quarterback has had a spotless <laughs> record in the nfl um crazy stuff just proof of a team with amazing fundamentals what a great system to come up in uh smells like 49ers and in, in the super bowl a couple years ago when people were like oh i don't remember this team being around all year uh smells <laughs> like them almost going to the super bowl last year as well um the cardinals are the worst team in the league and i only believe in that because if it's not them uh so <laughs> we don't have to get into that <laughs> yeah, so i'm going to uh go with the 49ers here who are going to be um playing like they mean it locking down um, another win i i think for trey lads i think it's going to be easy peasy lemon squeezy Brock yeah. Purdy? Yeah, sorry, Brock Purdy. My bad. <laughs> Brock I sound Purdy. like the world's biggest hater because I keep saying, you know, like, he's going to he's gonna show he's a rookie seventh-round quarterback eventually. They're not going to keep winning with him, but they've won five in a row with him now at this point. Yeah. And like you said, it just really speaks to how incredible that system is, how good of an offensive mind Kyle Shanahan is, that he can really just do this with anybody. Um, the Cardinals are going to be starting David Blau at quarterback. Blau Hard Nation rise up. Um, but that is, you know, no match for this 49ers team, as you talked about, is just round and uh, complete in every sense of the game. So give me the 49ers as well. Um, it's crazy that they, like you said, last year they just ended up in the NFC Championship game. They should they should have gone to the Super Bowl last yeah. year if not for that dropped interception that I will literally never forget. That Super Bowl should have been <laughs> Buffalo versus 49ers. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows oh, it. Oh, <laughs> man. Crazy oh, well. how different we'll that would have we'll been. We'll get it this year. Mm, not quite. But <laughs> the, the coin is going with the Cardinals in this one. All right. Cool beans. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in um, to the final regular season episode of 2022, the first episode of 2023, craziness. Jeez. We're getting Jeez. old. We're getting old. I'm, I was, like, driving uh, our friend Ben home the other night, and he just was like, I'm going to turn 26 this year. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, that's... It's, it's frightening. Uh, so, yeah. uh, to all of our other soon to turn 26 listeners, um, thank you for being here. Uh, Broncos country, let's ride. I guess let's lock down this fifth win. Let's ride. Um, pathetic stuff, man. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and root for eight seeds because I don't see how we get to it in the playoffs any other way. Um, Root for eight seeds and support an outcome where Mike Tomlin and Tua get the seventh and eighth ones. My name is Jacob Wilkinson. <laughs> My name is Drew Wade and uh, Bird Up, and I've got the coin here with me. <laughs> Bird Up. Bird Up. <laughs>